Hey, welcome to the Mono Show. My name is Mo Morales. And I am Omar Gonzalez. Welcome to our podcast. Isn't it amazing? Our podcast. <laughs> where we podcast. Podcasting. Pod- welcome. Cast. Hey, buddy. Don't you buddy me. Oh, I'm so scared of you. <laughs> Apples and beers and beers and apple. The what rain from? in Spain falls mainly in the plains. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Is that your thing, or did I see no, that? No, that was else? from. That's from something. Red leather, yellow. Red, red le- leather, yellow leather. Red leather. <laughs> le- 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 Say unique New York five times. No. Go <laughs> unique New York. You. Yeah. No, I'm done. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Yeah. Who came up with that one? I don't know. Tongue twisters are good if you're about to start a podcast. You know what? Let me let me tell you something, Omar. Tell me, brother. You're awesome. <laughs> this podcast is awesome. Our fans are awesome. And the fact that we've been doing this over a year now, plus going into our third year almost. Yeah. This, no. Second year. Second year. Come on. Well, no, no. July was our first year. Oh, so you're we're saying going number. Into our second year. Number. Yeah. 2018, 20. Yeah. Oh, who's vibrating and why? It's okay. Unprofessionalism at his best. Slacker McJohnson. Mm. Which uh, pixel did you get? The white? Mostly white? Black. Uh, that's boring. You know why I got it? Because everyone else got everything else. So I'm, I'm that guy that doesn't watch... Um, I don't watch Cheers. Uh, not Cheers. I didn't watch Friends. I didn't watch Seinfeld. Oh, you're wa- binge watching on Friends now because it's going away from Netflix. Very sad. Oh, so sad for you. I'm going to cry inside. <laughs> it's not worth sharing out loud. No, no. Back to the show. You're totally right. Uh, lately, we've gotten a boost of views mm-hmm. with our new format, which right. is confusing everyone. Everyone's like, wait, where's the rest of my show? <laughs> it's not what I signed up for. Yeah, so let me explain, unless you want to explain. Let us explain once again. So due to the fact that we want to bring you this content and many more people this content, YouTube has forced us to truncate the videos, not, not necessarily... We, we have a full podcast. Everything you're hearing now, you're still able to hear on the Anchor app, yeah. the Apple podcast, the Google podcast, Spotify, many other places, which I suggest if you are listening that you subscribe, like, and leave us a comment there. Let us know that you are listening yeah, there. Yeah, actually, we need that. So if, especially on Apple, it seems like half of our audience, the audio audience is coming from Apple. Mm-hmm. So please leave us a one star. That's the good one, right? The one star? No, that sounds bad. <laughs> That sounds bad. <laughs> one out of five is not good. One number one is usually the. You ever see that people that leave reviews mm-hmm. and they leave one star and then you read it and it's like this is the best product I ever use. Like they don't understand yes, the system. Mama, they think they think first is know. first place. Remember when you were in grade school and you got three stars? You were happier than when you got one star. I know those people need to like be deleted. Yes, but uh, please leave us if you can a five star review because we think that will help our audio portion. Uh, and what what Mo was explaining was that YouTube they they didn't force us you know with a letter, mm-hmm. but the algorithm our growth just I've been looking at it is really 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 slow over the year, mm. and our experiment kind of worked a little bit. Kind of did it kind of like like uh, pump uh, like like someone said stand back clear, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got a jolt. Yeah, we got a jolt of love from the world. The more people are seeing us, more people are just subscribing. Just Yeah, it's early. It's it early. Is. It's early because, you know, maybe next week we'll have like two Yeah, two viewers. views. We're going to be punished by YouTube algorithm. But, mm. uh, oh, my God, I said the words YouTube algorithm. The bots are coming. Like, yeah, like in, in, my, in Matrix, you know, when the yeah. bots are coming. Ew. <laughs> That's the sound they made. So they like... 
So those of you that don't understand the format, we are recording our full audio podcast right now. It's happening live here in my uh, studio. Uh, but we, uh, Mo is in charge of sort of editing that whole audio portion and putting it up on Apple and all the podcast sites. And then we've been kind of using YouTube right now, for now, by the way. We may change this, but as a highlight reel, right? Mm -hmm. So our full-length 30 to 40-minute audio podcast, we're trying to break up into three video episodes and I know some of you, we kind of messed up last time. Right. That was my fault. Well, it's, it's our fault and their fault. <laughs> it's not It's not, not your fault. It's our fault. I released a highlight video before Mo had finished the audio portion because right. I was so excited about it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. It's, it's, a, it's a learning process for you. It's a learning process for Omar and I. Again, I'm not used to doing the edits of you're, any you're time. You're doing good. You're doing good. But the problem is, is that, you know, Omar gave me all the audio at one time and I thought uh, he didn't. I thought he yeah. just gave me one part yeah, of it. Yeah, so, too many folders. So I'm sitting back like, I'm just waiting on him, man, waiting on him. Yeah, he was all right, sitting on that episode. Right. And then, Omar, then Omar drops a video. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you did good. You got it out. And uh, so we're, we're sorry about if you're a little confused, but stay with us here. Um, we want to see some growth. And then so if, I think for a while the YouTube channel will be a highlight show. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see our faces, you have to come to the YouTube and see shorter videos because I think we're going to benefit from that. And then the uh, the full audio conversation. You can still go in the bathroom and listen to us. Do and, not uh, listen in the bathroom. You know what? We're we're poop material. <laughs> You're right. You know, yeah. two flusher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where's Josh? He's been in the bathroom all day. A courtesy flush. Bus. Oh, the Mono podcast dropped today. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. why he's in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. That's poop. People schedule their poops around. Electronics us. has ruined our. You know, it used to be a magazine. Mm -hmm. Now you're in there way too long watching a forty minute documentary on World War II here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to say about pooping in your cell phone, okay? If you're listening to us and you've already pressed play before you've sat down and started your work, you're good. We're cool. Put me in your pocket. We're chill. If you're watching the video podcast while you're working... <laughs> You're nasty. <laughs> you better you just better stop right now. The person in the stall next door is going, ew, he's so nasty. Oh, but in a public bathroom, there's no way anyone listens to this on a public. So you're okay. saying people go in. I work in a Fortune 500 corporation, right? Oh, so I so see what you're saying. So in my my business, where I we uh, first of all, let me tell you something that I really hate. Sidetrack, super sidetrack. The thing I hate about our company, we're so green. Our urinals don't flush. Oh, so yeah. It's one of those. One of those things. Yeah. So I hate that. It's a but hole I, in but the I ground. Get it. You see peat moss yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> I get it, but I hate it. But while I'm using the non-flushing urinals, you always hear salespeople having conversations. No. And they're like, and then what we're going to do is flush. No. Oh, so they have the little earphone on probably. Stick. Come on, they interrupt have, your they're, conversation. They're having poop meetings. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. I get them. my best work done yeah, at the listen, John. I'm dropping some shit. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. No, people, man, you, oh, those of you with the headphone, you need to, there's people who talk. I was on the train and there was a woman that was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And you think she was, she's crazy still. You still think she's crazy because we're not rest, We're not used to that yet. So. Yeah, yeah. There's people who talk to themselves without the earplug. People but, who use headphones just to make believe they're on a the phone. It's <laughs> true. All right. So, so we're, the year is wrapping up here and we always talk about personal jobs mm -hmm. that we did. I did a personal job recently. Oh, wow. That was a mock commercial shoot. Okay. 
Was that the lovely ladies? The lovely ladies. They were all small business owners. Mm -hmm. And the theme was like a night out with the bosses, which was kind of, and they were dressed all beautifully and elegant. And we tried to sort of mimic Vanity Fair. And so it was a great personal job uh, to see if I could do like a commercial shoot, which was very cool. So as a big fan of yours, this might sound like I'm, I'm, you know, hanging off of the Mo, uh, the O's, you know, but anyway, um, <laughs> get off my poop. I watched that uh, shoot. I watched the little mini video you put up on IG stories. And to me, it was a story. Oh, the you, to I, you oh. told the story with yeah. those photos. I love that. I oh, love awesome. not just you. I love when anyone can take a couple of photos and tell a story. Yeah, that's a that's a lost art. It really is. So good, good, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. I love that. Uh, I'm gonna say that I like, uh, if, and I don't do this, but there's photographers on Instagram that it's not the same thing as what you meant, like a story of the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Uh, they'll show the photograph, then next they'll show a behind the scene, next they'll show labels for everything, Yes. and last they'll show you the camera. I'm going to um, find one because I see No, one I got time. a perfect one for you, a Fujifilm uh, photographer known as John Gonzalez, mm. and he, man, he takes the most beautiful uh, medium format, uh, beautiful images of, of um, kind of like Vanity Fair and Vogue, just beautiful portraiture. But he gives you all his lighting information, and he actually helped me sort of start using an overhead light a little bit more. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking the guy's name is Eli Infante, but I... Yeah, uh, Eli Infante. He's from Texas, and also Francisco. Oh, so it was right? That was his name? Yeah, yeah. Eli yeah. Infante. I, I, you know what? I bumped into him one day, and, and he he's he's the classic golden hour shooter. Oh, yeah. Show you what's going on with the lighting. And you when you see the first photo, you're like... What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? Get that out of here! It's gonna be garbage. Then, then, then he then he shows you the actual photo. You're like, oh, I see what you did. He with shares that. a lot, and yeah. then he tells you how he did it. And like, you know, he has like someone. Sometimes someone's helping him. Sometimes he's by himself. But yes, people who tell stories how to help you make a better photographer, Very better cool. photographer, how to how make to... a better photograph. It's it's just an awesome thing to do. So he's giving back every day that he puts one of those things. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna throw another name out, Francisco Hernandez. He's the one that I think originated. I don't know. I can't say that, but he's the first one I saw mm -hmm. that uh, does that. That shows you all like the lighting and stuff. And I think as photographers, you know, people who are scared that people are gonna steal your techniques. Francisco and Eli are still successful and are still making great photographs, and they're helping a lot of let me new ask, photographers. Let me ask you something, sir. Yeah. What photograph have you created originally from start to end? Everything you've ever done was inspired by mm -hmm. someone else. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's, this person did that, but I can do it better. Yeah. Whether it's, I like that, I'm going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Either way, nothing's original anymore. So stop trying to not help create a next generation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is the kind of business that people are going to go to you because they want what you're doing, how you're doing, how you're presenting it. There's just more to a, a photograph and, and a sale than just the actual yeah. photograph. Yeah, yeah, you know? I agree completely. So I, I personally believe if I had more wherewithal in YouTube video making sense i would be making more videos to help more new people come out there and become better photographers yeah become i'm so tired of the garbage photography yeah yeah you know uh i the the you mean people posting garbage photography yeah you need to unfollow some people then that's what it is like some people um 
and listen, everyone everyone likes what they like. There's levels, though. Right. You, you kind of want to be inspired by levels above you. And so uh, you don't really want to see someone's picture of their cat poop. <laughs> their as, cat poop. as you grow as a photographer, I think your taste in what you're looking at should grow. You get bored because, from a specific genre. Because if you're looking at your Instagram feed and you're like, why did he do that? Why did he do that? Stop following those people. Yeah. Like if you're 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 better than I shouldn't say you're better than it. If you've upgraded, There's levels. I mean, Joe McNally. Yeah, <laughs> following him. Yeah. So if 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 you know Susan starts posting her photos, right, <laughs> and you're not happy with that, unfollow Susan. Well, that's kind of rude. No, no, no. If you're sitting there complaining about, well, oh, yes. why does she have that person's mouth open? Why is she facing them towards the sun? I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Someone who started as a photographer and was starting to maybe uh, show work. I like seeing work on Instagram, but then it changed to just kids mm -hmm. and seeing the kids and seeing the cousins and it became like a family Facebook kind mm -hmm. of. That's more of an unfollow where the photo, you know, you're wasting what I'm trying to get from Instagram, which is seeing people's work, you know? So I know that Instagram for some people is that, like a Snapchat, mm -hmm. Facebook kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but I like to see people's work. That's why um, I have a thousand different pages. Oh, yeah. You're one that's like, you because, have a personal one. Because I have a personal page, because I'm going to tell you my personal whines and complaints about life and how I hate yeah, Sundays I don't like that and I like Instagram. Monday. And then I have my professional page where if you want to look at photos of what I do, go over there. Get out of my face. <laughs> you know, if you want to see what I'm eating, I have a food page. Go watch what I'm eating. That's too much work, you know? man. You know, I'm a social whore, though. <laughs> yeah. This is why. Oh, so tell this me. This is why. I was going to tell segue. you. Segway. Super Segway. <sighs> this is why. Well, let me, let me ask you. Mm. Because I made a video a while back on where, you know, I was feeling really dead. My head, I can't concentrate anymore. Mm. I was feeling like I couldn't focus anymore. And so I decided just, and it's sad that I only did it for one day. I put all the electronics away and got on my motorcycle. And it was like the best day. I, I felt more focused. I was My brain was starting to think and create as I was riding my motorcycle. And then recently you kind of did it. That video um, planted a seed. That video Omar made was so therapeutic for him and for me, knowing Omar all my life. And then seeing him like literally melt into relaxation, into a, a different person of who he normally has been lately. Stressed out, got to get this ready, got to get that ready. What am I going to do on this video? What am I going to do on that video? Either way, watching that video, I said to myself, you know what? I'm at that point too where I'm always on the medias, whether it's Facebook, social, uh, Instagram, this, that, and the other. So I took, which was going to be like a weekend-long sabbatical. Mm -hmm. off of Facebook and Instagram. I didn't stop YouTube because, you know, I need some kind of entertainment in my <laughs> life. But I definitely did not involve myself in anything anything that would be interactive. Yeah. So I ended up spending uh, a week and like three days off of social media. And the first day, for someone who has been on social media since social media started, like, you know, MySpace and all that stuff. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> so old. MySpace. Yeah, yeah. So since I've been on it since then, nonstop, every day, somehow I've checked something. It felt weird. It felt completely like, listen to this, like that. That, yeah. that little bit of silence you no, heard. I know. It felt like a lot was missing. And I ended up, you know, by the third day, 
I didn't even, you know what? I had actually uninstalled the apps from my phone. That's smart, yeah. Because I, I was hitting them by mistake. My, my finger was doing it on the purpose. The muscle memory. Yeah. Why, and I bet, was your brain trying to convince you to just really go quickly? Or? Listen, if you look real quick, no one going to know. Just you and me, really? puppy. Well, listen, so, how many addicts of anything? Exactly. Gambling, anything. Like, exactly. just this once, quick one. The reason, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was off it and I was really enjoying it and I have found things to do. I caught up on other stuff and, you know, I was looking at my editing and I was looking at videos on how to improve this and how to do that. And then the only reason I went back is because I still have to put a professional face out there with my photography. Yeah. And yeah, I, because I, uh, you're trying to like uh, do more side work next mm-hmm. year, so you're starting to build that yeah. portfolio and that yeah yeah doing a lot of side work next year, which is key. So listen to this. It's funny you said that. So in the New York Times Sunday, uh, they brought up a term called nomophobia, short for no mobile phone phobia, the mm-hmm. fear of missing out. Uh, so it says plenty has been written about the perils of modern electronic devices, real or feared. They're rewiring our brains. They're shortening our attention spans. They're killing dinner table conversation. They're disrupting your sleep patterns, and they're addictive. Um, So basically, it says (laughs) an ungainly word has come into this decade is nomophobia, short for no, no mobile phone phobia. And I feel like I'm touching my pocket all the time to make sure it's with me. I'm like in the house. It's probably in another room. Do you get the the phantom vibration? Yeah. The phantom vibrations. Like, was that on? And I I don't even put my phone on vibrate. And then I see it on the table. And it's like, (laughs) it zooms in (laughs) dramatically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And even, I don't know if if you are out, like if you're doing landscape photography or if you're going out on a long drive, you're afraid of like your signal going down. Like, Man, we lived in a time with no cell phones, you know? But, but, you know, we're not prepared to go backwards, though. Because, yes, you can disconnect, but you better have some signal to get you back home if you get lost in the mountains, you know? You're right. I mean, we I don't have, no we don't, we don't have the, 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 was it, the McNally maps in the in the thing. We don't have... <laughs> in the back seat. I, oh, Tom Tom? Tom Tom. How about, uh, what was the map? MapQuest. MapQuest. That yeah. gave you turn by turn. You were, like, so amazed. This that you had is this print awesome. out. <laughs> then you didn't realize they were watching you then. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the article goes on to say, basically the whole point of the article is like, just when you're walking around the city, especially New York here, or any beautiful city that you live in, like, look up, look around, look at how people are interacting on the street, and almost do street photography with your eyes. Start to observe the earth. And uh, I feel it's kind of sad that the younger generation, the kids are like into their phones so much. Kids are into their phones. The old old photographers are into their cameras. So... We go places and we sometimes miss it because yeah. we're looking behind the we're looking behind the viewfinder. We're looking into our phones instead of actually looking into the yeah. Louvre, the Louvre. I think Louvre. one of my, one of the things that's happening to me is the the habit of waking up and grabbing the phone. You know what they say to do is uh, there was like a great article I forgot where it was, but it, it said you know the first thing you should do is make your bed and then you should probably stretch and meditate. <laughs> make your bed. Get out of here with that. Who makes their bed in 2019? I make my bed, yo. You stupid. <laughs> well, they say routine is important to break the routine of, do you reach over and grab your phone and start Here's checking? what I did since the social media blackout. All right. My phone is in the kitchen. Mm. My watch is, my Apple watch is my alarm clock. Okay. It vibrates on my wrist, tells me it's time to get up. But you get notifications on that mobile phone? No. 
No, no. I, first of all, my battery life lasts all day because <laughs> I just use it for you know emergency backup. If I, if I leave my phone somewhere, I just turn on the LET, LTE on it and then use it that way. But for the most part, it's just an alarm, good, and good. a time teller, and a step tracker. All right, great. So my, my phones are in the other room. I wake up, and that's what I do. I wake up. Super. Yeah. So this is new since the blackout. This is new. Yeah. I'm not going to act like, you know, the first thing I did for years was not pick up my phone because it was like I would pick both of them. I need to do that. That's great advice. My phone is next to me because it's the clock. And I pick it up in the morning and I start reading right away. It's important, though. Some people, because I told some people at work this and they made a great point. It's their only phone. If someone gets hurt, there's an accident. They do need in the that. morning, though. We're talking about waking up and grabbing your phone right away. You're not listening to my phone. Oh, all right. Okay. You're saying like overnight if someone's like not not having in the room with them. The oh, phone. oh yeah. They need the phone in the room in case something Someone's happens. Someone's in a ditch, and you know their cousin calls up. I mean, Hector, <laughs> I'm in a poll here. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I so, need that coquito. <laughs> you know, important yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, great advice. Uh, try a blackout. You guys try maybe a little bit of a blackout. <clears throat> you know. For the new year, yeah. You, you are grown folk, but you know it, it. You have to. You have to test yourself. Are you that addicted that you couldn't do it? I think. What, yeah, and you have to see how. What are you? What's what in your life is being affected? Like, if you don't read anymore, you know, if you can't pick up a book and and get through the first two pages, then you're having like a sort of you know an issue there. Your brain's doing. Your brain is like. What, yeah, where's it's the? It's not jumping. It's, it's not, not jumping. Yeah. Uh, can you read a novel? I can't read oh, a novel anymore. No, because I because I I started doing audibles. Yeah, you told me. You yeah. told me. I'm but for me that's podcasts now. I'm yeah. listening to all kinds of podcasts to entertain. But you know what I've been doing like crazy, and this might be helpful to some of you. If maybe you're not so sponsored in- by Audible, <laughs> could be. <laughs> if you're so entrenched in photography and watching, and and uh, it'd be great to to have a side hobby. And the one I picked was sketching. I've been mm-hmm. sketching a lot more and doodling. Very nicely. Thank you. Very and nice. uh, I've been trying to work on my art a little bit more, not to sell any art. It's funny. There's no goal whatsoever. It's just to break the routine. And so I'll sit in a chair and I'll sketch like noses and faces and cartoons. I don't, and... I don't know. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but there's so many things in life that if you focus your attention to it this way and you get good at it, it's going to help you over here. Yeah. Like so the art you're saying might so, help. So uh... while you're sketching you're, lo- you're noticing the fine details that you could one day incorporate into how you lay out a photo totally not only a photo i was sketching and i started sketching in like 3d space and i started like planning the office out like because i want to redo the office a little bit mm-hmm. and i was like sketching out you know dementia i was like Where are you? this thing's this 3d man Look at this guy i'm gonna call him <laughs> like you know bob the fixer oh my gosh so okay. speaking of oh segue so you mentioned earlier side hustles I think a lot of people in uh, 2020 have decided they need more income. Yeah. I like doing a lot of things. I like taking pictures. How do I go about making my pictures, my pictures, my pocket money? You oh, know? From hobby to or, semi- or, right. side hustle. Yeah. From from hobby to side hustle. I That's like how that. I started, baby. That's how we all started. Yeah. Uh, those that, you know, didn't have mama buy us all our equipment. No, I'm oh, oh. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I ain't bitter. Yeah, the side hustle. All right. So in this uh, little segment, we're going to talk about how maybe you can turn your passion and your hobby into a side hustle. Now, I will put a little asterisk. Mm, asterisk. That's pretty big. That's not little. On be careful what you wish for. If you love photography and you love being by yourself and you love taking these amazing photographs that you print 
and put up on a wall, making it a job can ruin photography mm-hmm. for some people. So that's for the disclaimer. That's the disclaimer is is you may not want to pick up a camera after working all week and editing all week. So it may affect the love of your hobby. That's just a little disclaimer first. It's a factual disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if you're if that's okay, you're past that, uh, we're going to make a list. So <clears throat> tips for the side hustle. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jingle here. Uh, number one, mine. I'll Uno. Mine. Uno. Uh, start for free. Gratis. Por K. Why should you start for free? Because you ain't worth crap. Because <laughs> you suck. No. I mean, so I, this is not aimed at Johnny Intermediate guy. This yeah. is not aimed at I'm pretty decent with a camera already. If you're pretty good with your stick, chart. So I think what's going on is as you're first starting out, you have to understand your level, right? Are you super newbie? Are you, I only have a kit lens. Are you, I don't know, aperture from shutter. Oh, yeah. Am I? You shouldn't be like an auto uh, side hustle photographer, I think. Do I know anything about lighting? Do I care about that kind of stuff? So the less you know, it's not important that you don't know these things at this level, at the free level. It's not important that you don't know these things. It's important that you need to learn these things. And that's why you're free right now. Yeah. Because you're not 100% comfortable with everything you're doing. You know what? You could take a great picture. You could frame a nice shot. But do you know how you're doing it? Exactly. Are you getting there consistently? Yeah, I think if the clients are on board with that, Mm -hmm. damn, do their crisp, do people's holiday cards for one year, right? For free, for free. Yeah, and and then and then as you get into it, that's number two in our list. Make sure you explain the downfall of a newbie. Yeah, you don't be afraid to tell them, hey, I'm not charging you anything. Because I'm learning here, and we're going to both profit from this. I'm going to get knowledge. You're going to get photos. As long as everyone's on board. Yeah. Don't, don't go in there saying, I'm going to do it for free, and I'm going to do I'm the best do job, job ever. Yeah, yeah. You're going to never hire anyone else but me. No. Yeah. But we're, we're all different. I think there's people that have less of a fear, and uh, some of us that have a lot of fear of performance. Um, but I bet some people will even, for when they do it for free, want to do it super well. Yeah. And so I don't think you should be practicing, per se, on the free clients. You should give them a product that will make you happy and make them happy. So, so you, don't think that all your mistakes, you, you shouldn't be like using people. I think you should start with knowing how to, like with your kids and your family, get the right. basics down. Your kids, your family, your dog, uh, the person next door. Um, here's the thing. Here's one thing I learned. Go back one step. I learned I learned a lot of things from all my ventures in life, my Marine Corps time, my job right now. And the thing I learned at ADP is you over uh, under promise, over deliver. All right. So that's what you want to do to your clients. You want to set up set an uh, a expectation that this is exactly what you this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And if you bring something even better than that, uh, that's, that's a, a wild great factor. point. Under you know, promise, over deliver. That's under a great promise, idea. Know your limits. Under promise. Over deliver. Well, I'm going to bounce off what you just say, your limits. And uh, we're still on number two, which is the risks of being a newbie. Uh, one of my stories is I remember I was so into, I wanted to be like a top baby photographer. I had this this mm-hmm. vision that I would go to people with newborns and give them those amazing photographs, yes. you know, with the baby like the this. Smooshy face in the smooshy bucket. Smooshy famous. Yeah, yeah. The baby like in a bucket, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. And the reality, like, you don't know, you know, and, and I wasn't doing this stuff for free, but I was doing it really cheap. I think the session fee was like 75 bucks, maybe. Mm. 
And I would go to people's homes, and I remember going into this one room where the windows were so small. They were like prison windows. <laughs> and I was like a natural, I am a natural light baby photographer. Yes, not today, sir. Not today. <laughs> not, not today, today. sir. And then it was like, hi, ISO. Oh. And Julie is there. My assistant, Julie, is like dressing the baby. And I'm just like sweating like a pig. I, I think <laughs> so. Those are the trials and tribulation of a newbie. If I would have been me now, mm -hmm. knowing what I know now, my little sidekick kit would have had, you know, an AD 600 with a big umbrella. Mm -hmm. No problem. We could have made our own light. Yes, you know? I, I remember. I remember young photographer Omar, the natural light photographer. Yeah, there yeah. was nothing but sun. Yeah, know? yeah, and I still, I still default to natural light photography. But, but, but I got you backups. are super awesome at backups yeah. with so with all this other stuff. You got any newbie like, hey, walked into a situation and you're like, damn, trials uh, and tribulations. Yeah, of year um, one. First, first time I did a a wedding, right? Yeah. I, I did a wedding. And did not take into consideration it was going to be an eight-hour day, you know. Oh, yeah. It was going to be like an eight-hour day. Of not stopping. <laughs> not stopping. I got there at 7 in the morning, and it was actually more than eight hours. By the time I got home, it was closer oh, to yeah, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at and, night. And your prep before, yeah. And then and then all the editing I did, you know, so I never did a free wedding That's again. True. You yeah. Know? But it was weddings it was, are daunting if you don't know what you're getting it into. It was it was super valuable lessons in life. And the lesson I learned there is and I'm telling you guys, never do a wedding for free. The next wedding I did, I was still new in the game. I did it for two hundred dollars. Yeah. So I got some money from it. And and actually that was even that was so much better than the first wedding. But the, luckily for me, the first free wedding, their option was no pictures. So <laughs> You know, it was either me or nothing. So, oh, I see what you're saying. So they okay. still, you know, it was a very poor family. Yeah, of course. And, 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 that... and they had no one with cameras in the family. Yeah, they yeah. was back before the days of super camera. Everyone had a cell phone, you know. So it worked out for everybody. It worked out know? for everyone. And those your pictures were great. They're like, mm -hmm. they, those people are super happy. I go to people's happy. houses every once in a while. I still see they have the pictures up. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, put that away. <laughs> put that away. You, like a, you do like a heist. You like take the picture away. <laughs> super duper stamp on it mo morales oh you mother father <laughs> really oh my god yeah like, that's i'm like if i still had the files i would send them a new one but i don't know what, whatever happened to those files but damn i go it's funny you say that i go through old first year uh, we'll get to this in a second actually this is our next one so I'll, I'll bounce off it the next one is is my recommendation if you're starting a side hustle is before you start it maybe you should specialize in one type of photography and the reason I say specialize is because when you're doing a side hustle, it's super important to have word of mouth mm -hmm. because your website is like, eh, and your advertising is, eh, you want someone who, for example, needs business headshots mm -hmm. to say, Hey, this guy was good. Or this gal was good. Uh, give him a try. Mm -hmm. And you go from headshot to headshot to headshot. And then your headshot photography is like, y'all point on point, brother. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my, my idea was baby photography when I'm coming in like, <laughs> Oh, and that didn't work. It, it may not work. Like baby photography didn't work for me, but I tried it. And I tried to specialize in one form of photography. And from baby, I went to families. And then from families, I went to mitzvahs, which mm -hmm. I love. I love bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, and shooting teens. And that's what I specialize in now. And I'm starting to think of what's the next level. Because I think you can rock out one specialization for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then you'll you want to change definitely. I think and, and then I, I see the evolution happening with you now. You're doing this. The, the, oh, I want to do the, like more this 
com- commercials shoot you just yeah, did. So for sure. that's awesome. Like to me, I I started off with events because I knew a lot of people that needed events. They need it, and I was dirt cheap. Even when I started charging better prices, I was always. I was always people thinking about people love you too. People want to be with you. You're yeah. you're shooting photography for friends and things, you know. That's the whole That's thing. That's a great way to do a side hustle is for people who love you and are like, "Oh, he screwed up our whole wedding." Yeah, I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing a wedding in April. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm doing a wedding for April in April for someone who is a friend of mine, lifelong friend Don't of mine. Don't screw up their wedding. And and the whole thing is like, you know what? This is this is again. I've, I've I stepped out in 2019 to minimize my photography. I've had a bad health year. Yeah. So I kind of stepped out, and then someone reached out to me like, "Listen, I've seen your work here. I know I know we, we've been friends forever. What do you think?" And he's bringing me back in. Oh. So I wanted to get back into the hustle. Cool. And I want to do you know my main nine to five is my main nine to five but I, I have not lost the love of photography you need that too. i just i just didn't have the health in 2019 um since november yeah yeah i've so, been really good and i just want to get right back into it and this is my stepping stone i'm gonna start practicing now oh, super support to get ready, hugs, ready all hugs, stuff man. and stuff like that so i want that to happen to you too because i know that your brain needs the like variety right and and so i the, went from, the, the i'm sorry i had a nine to five and the the repetitive nature of nine to five you know it's kind of like uh and i looked forward to like doing something else always exactly that's why it used to be like snowboarding it used to be like the activities on the weekend before Mm -hmm. the side hustle and that's what this year was to me this year was a year of elevating my street photography because i went out and started shooting for myself and i I, you know i went through different cameras so i finally found tuned what i liked and now i'm rocking the xt2 and I love it. It's it's like it was made for the streets. Awesome, you know? awesome. And anyway, but but I went from event photography to boudoir photography. Yeah, there's and, a business. That's and, a harder business, but yeah, boudoir photography and and just women in general. I'll shoot anyone. Get in my way. I'll shoot you. No, <laughs> I sh- you sh- I'll shoot anyone. But I, I definitely specialize in shooting adults, women, yeah. adults, people who I could actually communicate with. I was never just, good with kids. Yeah, no. kids love me. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm just not good at it with the photography part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you need a like of swift leg <laughs> you gotta be crazy that's what i would choke a kid out you know <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, the problem i know uh, all right so the third one was specialize and kind of what uh i was trying to say around specialize um i forgot my point so we're gonna move on but number four uh you were gonna talk a little bit about gear number four is hey if you're side hustling now you gotta think a little bit about gear so what's your advice for newbies if you're a newbie you you're good enough with your kit lens, and you're if you're okay. Let's let's phrase this. You're doing it. You're doing it for free. Don't feel that a kit lens is not going to be your your friend. Yeah, and kit lenses have gotten better since we kit started. Kit lenses have gotten better, and 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 not only that, but you could buy a thirty five millimeter for most brands, and fifty millimeters for most brands use under hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And minimum, that's that's an investment in in, in your future and and future in working or you either way. Yeah, because there's nothing. Nothing like the sharpness a prime lens can give you. Yeah. Also so, the bokeh. So yeah, I so think, and most people love the bokeh. That's so. what they hire you for. Bring me the bokeh. They don't understand why their picture looks like an yeah. iPhone picture. We so have the same camera. Why is my picture? Start with the kit lens. I agree to practice. But you should pick up a used, uh, maybe like a 50 millimeter is a good general. Mm-hmm. I would say 50 millimeters good for I, side I, hustle. I said 35 because most people buy a crop sensor. When oh, they, good they, point. When they start out. Good point. I bet a side hustle person does have yeah. a crop. Yeah. So most people starting out usually buy a crop sensor because that's the one that's more affordable. They don't understand. They don't. They just they're just buying the more affordable camera that looks great and they think is going to give them the best product. Then they get into it and then years down the road or months down the road they realize I need a full frame. 
But you're not there. You don't yet. really need a full frame. You're I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw that question because people are going to ask that. Uh, should I get a full frame as a quote pro camera? You don't need to. Mm-hmm. You can totally, no one's going to notice an APS-C versus full frame. The Nikon D90. Uh, APS-C? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was the greatest wedding for, and a, D, and a D3, D300. Those were the greatest ma- uh, fo- um, wedding cameras ever. Yeah. Super crop. Yeah, yeah. So again, don't let full frame yeah, I would your s- equipment. You don't need everything. Just when you're starting. I would mm-hmm. say once you specialize more, like if you're... Then you buy everything. Yeah. <laughs> buy, buy all the photography. Sponsored by everyone. <laughs> Here's a list of all the... <laughs> so listen, if, if you have just a basic kit lens and a, and a basic camera, you're fine. You, first thing you should do, though, is get on YouTube or Creative Live and learn more of understanding of lighting. Yeah, good point. Lighting So lighting is key. is key because the lens, the flaws of a junky lens will be magnified with bad lighting. Right. You know, and you can sort of mask a kit lens if the light is super soft on people. No one's going to. Same with your phone. If right. you take a, a backlit photo of someone, the grain and, you know, no. If, if you buy a $15 scrim, a $15 uh, reflector that has the removable top oh, and you have a scrim, great point. Yeah. You, you have now created the greatest easy lighting system in the world. Get you know, a you, reflector. Yeah. You could be out in the harsh 12 o'clock sun with that screening. You're gonna, it's not going to be as awesome as if it was at 7 in the morning or at six or 4 in the afternoon, but it's definitely better if you have that scrimp. All right, so I'm going to bring it back. Bring it back. Because we're, we're, we're running everywhere. No, no, that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel like we keep talking to beginners. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to someone right now. We're on the same one, lighting and gear. We're talking to someone who's good. Okay. They, they're really good. They have a day job, side hustle, and you, you, you can rock photographs. So let's stop with the, you know, like basics. Mm-hmm. What's the advice for the person who has great gear, um, who's doing like side hustle stuff? What do they need to think about? They already have the gear, they have the lenses. They need to know who they're who they're going to market to. Exactly, you need to know people. To. Right, so you you're, you have to network. You have to tell people this is what I want to do. You know anybody who needs what? Yeah, you need to be now. All right, you have all your skills down. People, believe it or not, hire you for you more than your your photographs are important. But man, if they like you and they know that you are with it and you have confidence, they're going to gravitate towards you and they're going to hire you. Mm-hmm. People judge you on you before your photos. So your People personality. People judge you on you before your photos. So if you have zero personality, you have to learn to turn one on. Yeah. Like, you know what? Actors, like, like for instance, Adam Driver, right? Yeah. Great Great actor. Yeah. Every interview he does, he does he's, he's terrible. so dry. He's dry. Yeah, he's yeah. dry. Well, as look hell. at Harrison Ford. Great. Oh. He's like great actor and he's kind of low key. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you met Harrison Ford, you probably wouldn't want to hang out with him. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like people like, so create an act for yourself. If you are, a, if you are shy, if you're, if you're just not communicational heavy, create a personality for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because you have if you want to make money if you want to do yeah that's this, what you got to work on you have to create you have to make yourself want it again you have to market yourself and marketing is all right so oh that's a great point and I'm gonna start with hey market the way you look so dress nice if you if you don't have you know don't be freaking in a hoodie man mm-hmm. just because you're just starting out 
don't come, don't show up with a hoodie and sweatpants because it's comfortable. Or long hair and a beard and a mega death shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless that's your market. Right. Unless you're shooting mega death people. <laughs> mega death kids <laughs> with <laughs> tattoos. But my point being like, um, look like Jerry Guiones, right? Maybe, mm. maybe if, if you, you want to start impressing your market, like if you want to start charging more, you're going to have to dress to impress a little bit. That's number one. And number two is, after dress to impress, is always, there's a great line from uh, U, uh, U-50, uh, what's that, that submarine movie? Uh, the boat, the boat movie. U, uh, <laughs> U-boat, U-571. U-571. It's a movie with um, Matthew Mahogany. Mm. He's a good guy. Macogny. He's a great actor. Yeah, anyway, there's a scene in there where uh, Harvey Keitel tells him he had there's just a scene where he said I don't know to the crew. He's the new captain. He just became the new captain cuz the other captain died. And he uh, they, they keep asking him, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" And and Matt, Matthew Mahogany <laughs> says uh I don't know. Then later Harvey Keitel tells him don't you dare ever say those three words. A captain always knows whether he does or not. And I think people, when they're watching you work, if you're grouping people, if you're photographing kids, they want to know that you know. You know, So don't ever be unsure. Work on your like confidence. I learned that in the Marine Corps, in NCO school, non-commissioned officer school. Okay. First thing they teach you is you're in charge. You are in charge. Things stop and start with you. So let them believe that. Yeah. So if you're doing something, you're not 100% sure, do it. Do it like you want to do it and go hard with it. Go, yeah. You know don't what? half, half. Because the minute you start it, going, yeah. oh, I don't know. You start looking down your camera. Oh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Then, then the mood is done. People who are being photographed especially, are drained now. Especially like headshot, which mm-hmm. is one to one. You know, uh, you may get away with it with like family photography or something. If you're like, you guys are doing great, and you're checking your settings because they're distracted. Amongst they're themselves. distracted. Yeah, they're checking the kids. They're checking the their dog outfits over there. Why did they bring the dog? But hey, <laughs> boudoir or yeah. headshot, it's like one on one boudoir. You have to have that like calm and confidence, and make the women feel confident. You Nothing know, this like, kills yeah. a boudoir photo shoot faster than oh, we have to do that one over. Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Just right. keep going. You know, if, if you see anything on that back of that camera that you're not happy with, guess what? It's amazing. You're moving forward. Hey, do this. Turn that way. Do this way. Keep talking keep to them. Going, keep moving. Even them. if it's not working. Absolutely. Right. Just because keep because going. As you're moving and you're forcing yourself to think, you're going to get into a better position. You're yeah. going to move her somewhere else. You're going to place the light someplace else. You're going to keep moving. But the minute you say, oh, I don't like that one. Yeah. Oh, you look ugly. No. Well, first of all, never say that to any woman. I say that there. all the time. <laughs> but the minute Yo. the minute you expose negative, yeah, everything around you will crumble. So side hustle people. If you got your your light down and your gear down, th- then you will be successful if people want to be with you. And don't be the problem. Don't be the problem. Don't be the problem for you not getting hired. Confidence, uh, just your brand, that you are awesome, that you're quick. You're not judged on your photographs. You're judged on your speed, your professionalism, how you look. All that stuff is important. So think about that first for your side hustle. And then our next one is yeah, start making money. Like, what's your goal? Is your goal just for side cash, uh, just to buy gear? Are you? Oh, the gear. Is it to pay for the mortgage? You right. know, or is it a full career? Right. Well, because, it's not a side hustle. If it's because a full Uber career. didn't work out. 
Yeah. So, so you're going to go back behind the camera. Think you can make more with photography than Uber, I tell For you that sure. much. sure, and, and less work. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, could, you, could, you, could, you could work a four-hour shoot and go home with more money than you would Absolutely. a week's worth of Uber. Exactly, so. and, and start charging what you're worth, okay? You don't want to kill yourself um, just working an entire mini-session day and editing like crazy for like 300 bucks that day. You know, each and you got to know your market, by the way, you can't charge if you're like in you a, can't go to my hood. Yeah. <laughs> my hood friends and ask them for five thousand dollars for a wedding. Yeah, there's you no can't. way because my hood friends would stab me, throw me down the <laughs> stairs and tell me, yo, Mo, you grew up with us. What happened? To you? You know? <laughs> what happened? You sell out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I agreed. Know your market. Know your market. Um, and then the the last so that's for anything on financing that you have I have I have just know your goals like know how, how much you want to make and charge that charge accordingly as Omar is saying because remember what they see is you in front of them for a few hours snapping pictures but unless you're presenting them a JPEG there's a lot more involved to what you just did yeah and you need to you need to invade that without overburdening them with that knowledge yeah you want to you want to tell your client. This is going to be fun. This is going to be stuff. But you got to remind them it's work. Yeah. But you don't want to do it to the point where you're like making them feel guilty. Guilty. Like, so, yeah. Because then that's a turn off too. Remember, they're there just to hire you. Tell them, this is what I'm going to do. Once we're done here, I'll go back and edit this, this, and this. I should be done within a week, yeah. whatever. That's another thing too. Lay out realistic time frames. Don't ever tell a client a deadline and don't meet it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't ever lay out any kind of deadline and not meet it. And if you know you can't meet it, Give them what you got and make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. Under promise goes back to under promise under and promise, over deliver. Like never say tell it's gonna be a week and then give it to them in five, four to five Don't days. Don't ever say this eighteen-hour wedding we just did over two days. I'll have it to you tomorrow. I've heard photo- uh, there's a photographer in my field that has, still hasn't delivered photographs a year. The mm. client is waiting a year. That's crazy. And I give I, their galleries done in a week. Right, I, and, uh, and you give a slideshow sometimes the very the next, next day. Yeah, so <laughs> it's crazy. Again. All right. So so have your system. This is our last one is have your systems down. Uh, know when you're going to deliver. Know what you're delivering. Make sure the client knows. And this is kind of as a side hustle is a little up to up for debate. But should you have a contract or not? You know, I think in the beginning, if you're charging less, um, maybe not. You know, people say you should always have a contract. Here, but Here's a couple of things. Always have a contract if you can. Yeah. Always have a contract if you can. Your best friend will tell you you promised them something you didn't give them. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. Um, while it's going to be harder to do as you're new because you're you're doing things even free, put it out there. Hey, this is what I promised you. This is what I'm going to deliver. Yeah, you know it should be for the client as well. Like the contract protection should, on both sides. Both sides. And I, you know what? I just remembered that when I first started, I had budget little contracts, and it was mostly for image usage. Mm-hmm. It was a model release for the babies, so that I could use the photos online. Mm-hmm. And that was important in the beginning. Is is have a model release on that contract, so that maybe five years down the road, if someone says, "Hey, we're printing this magazine out." Well, then you have the rights for those photographs, the copyright. Right. And, and, and also because as you're learn, as you're going, as you're improving and you're creating a, a marketing scheme for yourself, you want to use those photos too yourself. And if you don't have permission, they can ask you to take it down and it's going to be really icky and sticky um, depending yeah. on where you're advertising yeah. and stuff. So put everything out, on, out in the open. That's a good point. You're right. Uh, I, at first I was like, it's easier if you just get as much work as possible. But you're right. Print out... 
of nice, simple budget contract to begin with. It, Protect it, yourself. They're they're all over the internet. They're free. Read them, rewrite them, make them make them uh, applicable, applicable applicable to you. There's a website called Law, uh, not sponsored by uh, the Law Tog. I think it's a blog about all that stuff, and they she even has uh, on that site free um, contracts you could buy and have them, and they're like. They could be catered to your location or where you live. It's important. Like we all want to just trust humanity and say, "Hey, handshake, we're good to go." But we don't live in that world. Yeah, you're like, right. Like I've had people who I've known all my life that I did something for, just completely bash me because I I missed I missed when I was starting. Story yeah. when I was starting, I was doing something for like sixty bucks for a, a, a four hour birthday shoot. Sixty bucks. Damn! Uh, what I, a deal. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But I was new. I still had my Nikon D five thousand. I was rocking it, son. <laughs> and I had the thirty five on that thing. And and um, I took all these pictures, amazing pictures. I got yelled at because I took more pictures of her friends than her family members. Oh, that's a learn. Yeah. And then you yeah. realize right away. That's another thing. Figure out who needs to be photographed. <laughs> What a great point. When I first started, I was doing the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. I was photographing the mitzvah kids like crazy, mm-hmm. like all kinds of shots of the – think about it. These adults hired me. Who the hell wants pictures of Johnny? 3,000 pictures 3, of Johnny. Right? Yeah. Uh, 5,000 pictures of these kids, and I learned right away, like focus on grandma. It, it seems so obvious, but mm-hmm. when you're new, you're so – you're such an idiot. Like you want to impress them so much that you forget the obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, these things you pick up, man, it's so funny. It's just like anything, any job, any career, any schooling. You're such a rookie in the beginning. You have to get over that hump. But with time, your side hustle, man, can become a career. And you know what? If you don't want it to become a career, it's great for vacation money. It's great for rent money. And, um, you know, you should get paid if you're skilled. There's a need for photography, you know? Over the last 2010, I became an LLC. Since 2010 to current, this is the slowest year I had, and I still made about 5000 on the yeah, side somewhere. that's great. So think about that. Think about that money. You, you, you. It's just once you're in, you have it in. Yeah. You know, unless you you completely dick someone over or <laughs> screw someone's photos up, you're in. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. That was great. Love you, man. Peace. All right. So start the side hustle. We'll see you guys. Don't talk to me. <laughs>